Hi, this is Stuart Weems and welcome to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy to understand strategies, insights and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, I'd like to talk about the ATO crackdown on work-related tax deductions and business expenses. So the Commissioner of Tax, Chris Jordan, has actually confirmed that the ATO is undertaking significant data matching uh strategies in order to identify uh, people that might be overclaiming expenses that aren't really in line with the the industry and and people in similar occupations, and the same with businesses as well. In fact, their data matching activities and data analysis activities have been uh, improving each year. And essentially what they do is they then highlight the high, what they would say, high-risk taxpayer uh, and uh, then conduct an audit. And the last thing you really want to do is uh, raise some red flags and, and uh, attract the ATO's attention. Uh, it can be very time-consuming, stressful, uh, and depending on the audit that you get, uh, not always uh, common sense. So some auditors are, are very aggressive and um, will try and, uh, you know, mount some pretty tenable cases of why a particular deduction isn't uh, isn't necessary. In Anyway, cut to the chase, you don't really want to invite it. So what can you do uh, to avoid it? Well, before I get there, let's talk about some of the common misconceptions. So in order to claim a tax deduction, there must be three uh, you must be able to sort of tick three boxes. So the first one is that you've actually incurred the expense uh, yourself and it's not been reimbursed. So that is, it's come out of your uh, bank account uh, and obviously you haven't got a, a reimbursement for that expense. Uh, th- there must be a connection or nexus with gaining or producing accessible income. So you've got to be able to demonstrate how that's helped you to generate income. And I guess the, the test there is in the absence of the expense, so if you didn't make uh, spend those monies, would your income have changed? Or would it be reasonable to expect that your income has changed? And um, then the third item is you must comply with the substantiation rules. And essentially, for the ATO's perspective, you are guilty until proven innocent. So the burden of proof rests on the taxpayer. And this is a really important point to note, that your tax agent, whilst they uh, need to... um, uh, exercise uh, due professional diligence and care when advising you and putting your tax return together. Ultimately, you're the taxpayer and you're the one taking the risk. So just because your accountant has said, yeah, I think we can get that through, doesn't necessarily mean, well, in fact, doesn't mean that you're off the hook. You know, you, you, you still have to understand that your defence uh, can't be, oh, well, my tax agent did it or my tax agent said it was okay. That's not going to fly. It's not going to help you, uh, and you'll still be up for for interest and penalties if if that deduction is ultimately denied. So let's talk about some common common misconceptions. So the first one is uniform and cleaning of uniforms. Um, so for the for that to be tax deductible, that is your your um, expenses in cleaning your uniform if you've got to work uh, uniform. There must be a su- sufficient nexus with uh, income earning activity. So that is the clothing must be uh, distinctly identifiable to the wearer as a person associated with that trade, profession or vocation or occupation. Um, so, so you know, if you uh, wear a particular uh, suit, for example, if you're an office worker, you know, that's obviously not going to cut the mustard. 
So just make sure you really consider the rules around uh, cleaning of uniforms and, and make sure that's okay. Uh, there is no standard uh, $150 tax deduction with, with uniform. You still have to meet the substantiation rules. So if the ATO come knocking and say, well, how do you determine that deduction? You really need to be able to have an answer to that. Uh, with car-related expenses, so people often think, well, I can claim 5,000 Ks a year and I don't really need to substantiate it. Well, that's not true. Uh, again, if the ATO uh, comes knocking, you have to prove what work-related uh, car travel that you made. And obviously, travelling between home and work generally is not tax deductible. It is in some occupations if you're carrying heavy equipment or those sorts of things, but generally speaking, it's not tax deductible. But Travel from one workplace to the next is tax deductible. Now, you can't just go and claim the 5,000-kilometre sort of cap and then uh, and, and not need to worry about it. The, the HO is still going to come looking. So a, um, a logbook or, or something like that that you've maintained for uh, three months is probably a, a good indication there. Um, just be careful about trying to save a couple of dollars from a taxation perspective. So it's great to get tax deductions. Yes, that's good. It's great to save tax, etc. But if if you're um, really pushing the envelope in terms of uh, what deductions you're claiming and you're sort of pushing yourself into high-risk category and the only benefit is that maybe you're saving $200 in tax in that year, I would argue that that's a, 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 you know, a, a false saving because really what you're doing is really increasing your risk. And notwithstanding that, obviously think about um, how much uh, taxable income you're declaring and its impact on your borrowing capacity as well. So again, it's great to for people to have really great tax saving measures, but then when it comes to borrowing and they can't prove their income, uh, then they can't really put whatever equity or cash that they've got to, to work in terms of implementing a, a gearing investment strategy. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Unfortunately, so you've either got to declare a higher income pay tax but then have the borrowing capacity or the reverse and you just need to make friends with that. Um, you can get audit insurance. So we certainly can arrange this for our clients uh, and obviously we don't make any uh, commissions or kickbacks or referral fees or anything like that from that uh, perspective. Uh, but you can audit against an ATO, uh, sorry, insure against an ATO audit. Uh, it is called audit insurance and you can arrange that through m most accounts. We are to help, help you arrange or at least po point you in the right direction. Um, because if you do get an ATO audit, it can be quite a time consuming process. Obviously it depends on the complexity of your situation. So if you have more complexity, then obviously there's more reason to get it. And the reverse is true, obviously, as well. Um, and it covers accountants, fees, lawyers, bookkeepers, and any other advisors required. Uh, so that's, uh, that's something to consider if you've got a more complex structure. So what should you do now with all this information, given the ATO is becoming quite aggressive in this space? Well, simply, uh, I think you need to go and speak to your accountant. You need to speak to your accountant and get an understanding of what deductions you're likely to claim in this financial year, so 2018, 2019, um, and then work out now what you need to, to collect to be able to substantiate those claims. No point having that conversation at the end of the financial year and when um, your accountant might say, oh, well, you should have kept a logbook or you should have kept these receipts or you could, should have asked for this or that. You're better off to do it now, which is uh, really one of the benefits of dealing with a proactive accountant, uh, someone that's going to say, hey, uh, the ATO is looking at these things this year, so you need to take these extra steps. 
so have a think about all the uh, deductions that you might be entitled to this year and just make sure that you've got the right substantiation or and or if there's anything you need to do to, to uh, improve your chances of claiming the deduction. And lastly, uh, think about audit insurance. You know, again, if you've got a, a complex structure of business, uh, you know, uh, uh, trusts and super funds and so forth, uh, maybe audit insurance is the way to go to sort of protect your interests there. Okay, that's it for this week. Bye for now. Until next week. Bye.